Hello, everyone. So, I have some sad news to share. I did not go to Red Rock Canyon, Nevada last weekend, and probably won't be able to make it out there until next fall. This means that despite promising that it would be my next episode, sadly, I will have to push it off. I feel really badly about this, not only because I was beyond stoked to climb at Red Rock and had a campsite fully booked, but also because I haven't put out an episode in a while and had been hyping this up as a promise to you all that I would take your input and use it to make my next episode. But alas, this trip was a little too last minute, and between the long car ride and not being able to take time off, my friends and I were just not able to pull it together. Since Nevada gets scorching hot in the summer, my plan now is to wait it out until the fall and plan a longer trip out there. Anyway, in lieu of postponing the Red Rock episode, I've begun work on a different episode on a, the well-known North Bay Area crag, Mount St. Helena. So, in the meantime, I thought it might be interesting to let you guys in on my process of making an episode. And I'll do so by talking a little about the work I'm putting into the episode on Mount St. Helena. Now, this is not necessarily how I've done every single episode, and probably not how I'll do episodes in the future. What I'm going to describe is more of a general framework of the behind-the-scenes work I do to make this podcast. Realistically, the first thing I do to work on an episode is plan out a climbing trip or two to the area. A lot of people have asked me to cover areas that I haven't been to, but I'm uncompromising when it comes to actually physically climbing at an area that I cover. I don't think I really need to explain this, but bottom line is that it is impossible to get a real sense of the geology and climbing without experiencing it firsthand, no matter how much you read or watch online. Also, as I will talk about in a second, not every single source is 100% reliable or necessarily gives me the information that I need. The one source that is 100% accurate is the rock itself at the crag. While I've done a few episodes on places I've only climbed at for one day, the goal is always to get at least a few days at each spot. This allows me time to digest the geologic landscape and climbing style and go back and confirm certain aspects. For instance, when I was working on the episode on Pinnacles, it took a number of visits to really cement the reason why the rock is notorious for falling apart and pulling out. Also, especially in areas like Pinnacles where there is so much going on geologically and so many climbing areas, it really helps to get out there multiple times. While out climbing, I try to take a lot of photos and take note of the features of the rock that affect the climbing, so I have something to come back to when I put together the episode. After making plans to go out to the crag, I begin the research process, which basically continues through the entire episode-making process. Going into research, it is really important for me to keep in the back of my mind the scope of what I'm trying to describe. When trying to explain the geology of an area, it is really easy to get carried away talking about a bunch of different earth processes that are peripherally related to the rock that I'm describing. However, before I go into an episode, I always make sure to come back to the question, 
how does this piece of information relate to the experience rock climbing in a certain place? Now, this is pretty open-ended because, in my opinion, your experience includes the hike up to the crag, the scenery, the drive to and from the location, and of course, all the aspects of actually climbing, including the size, feel, and features of the rock. But of course, the focus is the climbing. So, for instance, with Mount St. Helena, the area is underlain by the Franciscan complex deposits that date back 100 million years. However, none of the rocks that you actually climb on are really part of the Franciscan complex. Also, the Franciscan complex didn't really contribute to the mountain building in the region, so it doesn't have a whole lot of pertinence to my episode, even though it's an integral part to the geologic story of the region. Before diving into any academic geology papers or any geology research, I first looked through the rock climbing guidebooks and posts on the Mountain Project Forum. This is done in large part to plan out the areas and routes that I want to climb, but it also helps to see what people say about the area, because I want to start putting together what the style of climbing is and what people like about the climbs and what people say about the rock. While guidebooks and online forums are not the best place to learn about geology, they will be specific to the rock features of the climbing areas. Most of the other sources that I use require some interpretation as to how the geology relates to the climbing. For Mount St. Helena, I was able to gather that the rock is generally volcanic in origin and that there was a fire back in 2017 that altered the climbing on a lot of the climbing areas. However, the guidebooks and online forums should all be taken with a grain of salt. For instance, the Bay Area Top Ropes guidebook written by McNamara, Summit, and Cullen described the rock at the subarea known as the Bear as being a crystal ash tuff. However, in the Bay Area Rock guidebook written by Jim Thornburg, he describes the rock as being a quartzite. Now, without fueling the rock or anything, I'm more inclined to think that it is a crystal ash tuff, given that the rest of the rock in the region is volcanic. However, in the same sentence that McNamara used to describe the rock as being a crystal ash tuff, he goes on to describe a different area as, quote, hard dirt slash soft choss rock. Sadly, there is no official geologic feature called either hard dirt or soft choss rock, so I'm not sure that McNamara's guidebook is a trustworthy source either. All that's to say is that climbing guides and forums are a good place to start, but not exactly to be trusted. Listen to my upcoming podcast if you want the definitive answer on the type of rock at the bear. I also say all this with all due respect to the folks behind those guidebooks, as they are generally great. I just choose to approach their geology descriptions with a healthy amount of skepticism. After going through the guides and forums, I like to do some general research on the area so I have a good idea of what to expect when I'm out there. This starts with using my favorite and most trusted source, Wikipedia. Wikipedia is great because it gives a really nice overview on everything about a crag. And there is at least some sort of Wikipedia page for every place that I go to, 
with usually at least a sentence about the geology. Maybe that doesn't sound like a big deal, but it can be tough to get good geological information that specifically pertains to the crag that I visit. So Wikipedia is great as a jumping off point. From here, I usually have a decent idea of what I can generally expect at the climbing area in terms of the rock. Now, I will start to ask questions and dive deep into academic papers and peer-reviewed content to get the answers. I'm going to call this phase the rabbit hole phase, which starts usually before I head out to the crag and continues up until basically I have the whole episode figured out and begin to write, begin to write the script. This stage can include a lot of time spent on dead-end research that never surfaces in my episode. Where I've gotten stuck in the past is not asking the right questions to start off with. It sounds cliche, but the trick is really knowing what questions you want answered and making clear field observations. It can be really easy to get lost in the rabbit hole stage because I find that I'm always very interested in learning everything I can about the geology of a place. The key is being able to stay on track by focusing on the questions that I have. For instance, at Mount St. Helena, I asked myself, how did these huge pockets at the bubble actually form? From here, I start researching properties of the rock type and specifically looking for details related to air pockets or gaps. And eventually, I find some good scientific sources that help explain this phenomenon. Of course, it helps to have some knowledge of the rock type and geologic processes to guide the research as well. It is important also not to conflate this research with reality. I know this sounds weird, but when you go deep into research, trying to figure out a concept or topic, it can be easy to try and apply general knowledge of, say, a rock type or structure to the spot that I'm researching, which may not actually be applicable. Like, if there are some general properties of the rock type that seem interesting, it can be easy to try and manifest these properties when they don't actually show up in reality. This is what makes climbing at the location and taking photos all the more necessary. One more note on research is that I'm also trying to make a more concerted effort to speak with experts or knowledgeable people about the locations that I go to. I won't give it away just yet, but I've been talking to a pretty well-known expert within the geology community for this next episode, which has been immensely helpful in putting together the episode. The last step of the process is also the hardest and longest, which is actually writing and recording the episode. This begins with writing out a full script for the episode. I've tried a few times to try and just talk off the cuff, but I've found that in order for me to sound coherent and ensure the quality of the episode, it needs to just about be 100% scripted. This may change over time, but for now, this is where I'm at. This process takes a long time because a lot of times when I start writing, I realize that I don't fully understand the concept that I'm trying to present, so it results in more research. After that, I start recording in bits. A lot of times, recording and re-recording sections multiple times in a row until I think they are near perfect. And finally, I edit the episode and upload it. 
Now, this process is definitely time-consuming. I mean, even just making this recording, the one you're listening to right now, takes a lot of work. With an unpredictable work schedule on top of an unpredictable means for actually making it out to new climbing locations, it can be hard to produce these episodes on a regular basis. I'm still not entirely sure what I want to do with this project, but for now, I'll stick to the podcast and thanking you all for continuing to listen and appreciate it. I'm sorry again for not getting down to Red Rock Canyon, but I can't wait to let you in on the geology of climbing at Mount St. Helena. Until then, Jazz Hammer out.